This audio recording is presented by New City in downtown Orlando. This is the passage from Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him, that's Jesus, to the test saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go. And do likewise. This is God's word. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Got mercy? Do you have uh, mercy? Do you have mercy? You know, many of us uh, in this room, I think, love justice. Right? We, we know what justice is, right? We live our lives by it. You get what you paid for. Uh, what goes around comes around. Um, that's how many of us um, live life. We've experienced a whole lot more justice for many of us than we have mercy. A whole lot more justice than, than mercy. And you know what that does to us? Uh, it makes us really good at giving justice. <laughs> and it makes us really bad at giving mercy. <laughs> Uh, we want things to be fair, and so when someone hurts us, we're going to hurt them back, right? Um, when someone steals from us, well, we're certainly not going to lend to them. Um, this is how uh, we live uh, life often. But what about mercy? Have you experienced mercy? Uh, have you experienced uh, mercy ever? When was the last time someone showed uh, mercy to you? Gave you food when you needed it? Maybe when you've got a new child uh, in your home. Uh, needing food, Uh, maybe someone helped you pay a bill when you didn't have uh, the money. Maybe someone showed you mercy because you set yourself up as an enemy in their life, um, but they treated you with mercy, still treated you um, as a friend. Have you experienced that? And on the flip side of that, when was the last time uh, you gave to someone mercy, extended uh, mercy uh, to someone? Listen, before us uh, today is the picture of mercy, the, the, the picture, um, the epitome of what mercy is. The whole world knows this story. The Good Samaritan, you can go down to people who don't even know the Bible 
And they're gonna know this story of a man walking down the Jericho Road and a band of robbers beat him up and leave him half dead. And two really religious people walk right on by. And a Samaritan man stops, sees him. His heart hurts. He has compassion. I mean, he says, that could have been me. His heart moves out to his hands, and so he binds up the wounds. He gives transportation. He gives money. He gives his time. Um, he gives up his schedule. He gives care all night. See, now that is the picture um, of mercy. Got mercy? Do you have mercy? Is it deep in your soul? Or uh, when someone uh, needs some type of mercy, do you pass by on the other side? Listen, I'm the preacher. I'm indicted in this whole story. (laughs) Uh, Not once, but twice. Whether I'm the priest or the Levite, I'm going down, right? Listen, I fear I would have passed by on the other side. Um, I don't fear it, I know it. Because I do it. Do you have a merciful heart? Do you have a compassionate heart? Um, Or like mine, uh, is it sometimes hard? Do you you get annoyed uh, when you see a need in front of you? Um, Are you uh, too busy? Are you better than those who have a need? Um, Are you too religious? Are Are you on your way to go do God's work when God's work is right there beside you, right? Got mercy? Jesus wants to show us how to get it um, in this passage. So I've got two points for you. They're really simple. Um, Aaron messed with me this morning when I told him what, he, what, what it was. He said, that's it? I said, yes, that's it, man. I, I don't have much, okay? Um, here they are. Get mercy and give mercy. Okay, get mercy and give mercy. All right, so when your five-year-old asks you what the sermon was about, that's all you gotta say, Okay. Listen, you can only give mercy, okay, if you've been given mercy first. That's the way it works. That's what this whole passage is about. You'll never be merciful um, until you've experienced mercy from someone else, until you've experienced mercy from God um, himself. See, have you ever been so down and out, um, so low, so, so uh, just beyond the shadow of a doubt um, uh, in your tracks, just laid up, have no hope uh, in the world unless someone else would give you mercy? Have you ever been there before? Um, Then let me tell you, you've actually got a sense of how to give it because you've experienced it for yourself. But maybe you've really never felt like that. Maybe you felt like, you know what, every time I've I've pulled myself up uh, by my bootstraps, that's the way this world works, I've done it. Um, Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, um, you're probably not very good at being merciful um, because you don't feel like you've ever experienced it before. You see, until you see yourself as the down and outer, until you see yourself as, as the naked, uh, unclothed and needing of, of, of clothing, until you see yourself as, as the impoverished, um, someone who himself is in need of deep uh, mercy, you won't be a merciful person. That's what Jesus is trying uh, to tell us. And so he tells this story. Um, uh, Luke tells this story of a lawyer who comes to Jesus, right? He tries to put him to the test. Bad start. Okay, don't put Jesus to the test, right? Um, But he comes out, what shall I do to inherit uh, eternal life? Um, Takes a lot of guts to ask that question because why? It assumes that he's gonna be able to do whatever Jesus tells him right now. What do I need to do? Uh, Just show me what it is, uh, Jesus, I'll do it. So Jesus, in typical Jesus fashion, answers the question with a question, right? Um, Well, you're the lawyer, you know the law, tell me what it says. Well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, exactly. Right, you nailed it. You got it, perfect. 
A plus, at least in your mind, right? Your mind is right, now go do it. Um, Let the words of your head sink down into your hearts and flow out through your hands. Go and do what you know to do. But let me ask you a question. Is that what really Jesus was saying? Uh, Was Jesus saying, yes, Mr. Lawyer, uh, you can go do all of this. Have at it. No, I would tell you, he was actually trying to get him, the lawyer, to see that this is far too much for you to do. He was trying to get the lawyer uh, to see that loving God with everything you've got, all, all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself, Oh, you can't do all of that. Um, you can't do all of that. I mean, I mean, imagine uh, for your own life, right? When we read these things, you know, that was the memory verse uh, when you were in elementary school. You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Yes, true. Can you do it? No. I mean, think about it. Have you ever given more attention to God, uh, to, to someone else um, before God? Have you ever given more attention to your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend or, or, or anything like that? Uh, more attention than God. Your career, uh, more attention than God. Your clothing, more attention than God. Your status, uh, more attention than God. Your own kids, uh, more, attention than, uh, more attention than God. Of course you have, of course I have, right? Those are just the first couple of commandments, <laughs> right? Have you ever dishonored your parents? Oh, come on, we don't even need to go there. Um, never. Um, have you ever hated someone? Uh, been so angry with them, right? Um, that, that, that you, you just see red, you can't even see straight, you started saying things that aren't true, you started talking about them behind their back, right? Jesus says, you've murdered them. Murdered them. Ever lusted after someone else? No, of course not. Just thought about them in a way that if other people could see your thoughts, they'd be appalled. Jesus says, you've committed adultery. Stolen, no, I've never stolen. It's tax season, come on, you know. Lied. It's tax season. Come on, guys. Uh, of course. Been jealous of your neighbor's stuff? No, of course not. I love feeling in, uh, inferior when I see other people's house or their car or their phone uh, or their successful kids or their better looking spouse or the way that they raise their kids, uh, private school or public school. They spank, they don't spank, whatever. Look, <clears throat> these are just a few examples from the Ten Commandments, right? That wasn't hard. We don't. Love God with everything we've got. We can't. We don't love him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our strength, all of our mind. No, we give God just a little corner, just a little bit. And love our neighbors, I mean, goodness. We have trouble loving the people that we promise to love. Um, Our spouses, uh, boyfriends, girlfriends. We say really extreme things like, I love you. I love you. I'll take out the trash. We don't do that. I'll do the dishes. Come on, guys. You know you don't do that. Um, I'll watch the kids so you can get away. I promise. I promise. I love you, right? Um, we, don't even love, we don't even do a good job of loving the people that we love, that we say that we love. How much more for those people that we haven't even made commitments to? But here's the lawyer's response, right, after all of that. What does the lawyer say? Um, His is the same response as ours is every time. Desiring to justify himself, he asked, well, who is my neighbor? You see, when when, when, uh, God, uh, I'm sorry, when Jesus says all those things uh, and and he says, you've answered correctly, the lawyer knew he was busted, right? He knew that he was caught. He knew that what God was was asking him to do um, that he couldn't do. It was beyond what he was able to do. 
But instead of accepting that, um, he's prideful, like we are. Um, he wanted to lower God's standards so that he could achieve it. Wanted to, to limit how much mercy um, he had to be given. He wanted to make mercy something measurable that he could do so that when he did it, um, he could be proud of himself uh, and prove himself to, to, to other people and to God to say, look, I love my neighbor, see? Look at what I did over here. That's what uh, we're all prone to do. But see, the point of the law was not to say, hey, sounds good, let's go do it. The point of the law is to be overcome by how hard it is. It's to be overwhelmed by how hard it is. This is how I get eternal life, Jesus? Loving God with everything I've got? Loving my neighbor as much as I'm loving myself? I can't do that. If this is what it means to follow after God, I will fail. I can't do it. That's the point. That's the point. You see, if, if, if the Lord's response had been exactly that, I think Jesus would have nodded in agreement. That should have been the lawyer's response. I repent, Jesus, I can't do that. All that you're asking me to do, I can't do that. Um, I'll never love enough, I'll never be enough. I think Jesus would have put his arms around him and said, welcome to the kingdom. But the lawyer, um, he would have received mercy upon mercy upon mercy from the greatest mercy giver, um, Jesus. Um, but instead, he was trying to justify himself. There are people right here in this church who've got this whole Christianity thing all wrong. I know it, I know it, because we're like the lawyer, right? And we're trying to justify ourselves before God and we can't. You know how many times I hear uh, at Paramore Ave uh, from different folks along the way, whether they're in church or not in church, hey preacher, I'll come around um, when I get my life together, right? Well, I guess I'll never see you. <laughs> not because you're bad enough that you won't get your life together, but... Mine's not together either. You're never gonna come around if you wait till that. Preacher, I'm still struggling to get my life right. I'll, I'll be there uh, once I've, I've dealt with these skeletons in the closet. Don't wait. Join the club. Join uh, the club. Oh, how sweet for me to hear from someone. I can't be a Christian. I'll never be good enough. And I would say, that's it. You've got it, finally. You've got it, uh, Finally. I'll never have what it takes, you're right. I need Jesus, absolutely. I need mercy, now you're getting it. I need the righteousness that only God can provide me because I'll never produce it myself, let's pray, <laughs> right? That's what we need. Got mercy? You have a compassionate heart? You've gotta get mercy first. You've got to receive it from God. Until we realize that we are all desperately impoverished before God, desperately in need of his mercy, we won't ever be able to give mercy away. Um, in one of our community groups, in my community group, in fact, just this past week, we were talking about loving our enemies. And uh, there was a guy in there who was talking about uh, some things and um, said, you know, I, 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 uh, I did a lot of dirt uh, in my life, and, but I became a Christian. And I, uh, after a while, I realized, gosh, there's this whole forgiveness thing. Um, I think I need to go ask some people for forgiveness. And so he goes to different people, and you know what all, every one of those people said to him? I already forgave you. He said, that transformed my life. And because mercy was extended to me when I didn't deserve it uh, from all of these people. You see, mercy transforms you. Mercy changes you. Um, oh, that we would get that mercy. Have you gotten it? Have you received that mercy? I pray you have. Because see, once you get that mercy, it's then that you can give it away. 
So give mercy, uh, the second point uh, for today. Give mercy. You see, the lawyer asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? And so Jesus tells him the story of the Good Samaritan. Uh, this weekend is uh, Martin Luther King Day tomorrow. Um, Martin Luther King um, may be one of the best Good Samaritans um, in terms of demonstrating what it is to show mercy uh, when you um, have experienced mercy from God towards people who haven't shown you mercy. He says this about the Jericho Road. He says, I remember when Mrs. King and I were first in Jerusalem. We rented a car and drove from Jerusalem down to Jericho. And as soon as we got on that road, I said to my wife, I can see why Jesus used this as the setting for his parable. It's a winding, meandering road. It's really conducive for ambushing. You start out in Jerusalem, which is about 1,200 feet above sea level. And by the time you get down to Jericho 15 or 20 minutes later, you're about 850 feet below sea level. That's a dangerous road. In the days of Jesus, it came to be known as the Bloody Pass. And you know, it's possible that the priest and the Levite looked over at that man on the ground and wondered, are the robbers still around? Or it's possible that they felt that the man on the ground was merely faking and he was acting like he had been robbed and hurt in order to seize them over there, lure them there for quick and easy seizure. And so Martin Luther King says, the first question that the priest asked, the first question that the Levite asked was, if I stop to help this man, what will happen to me? But then the good Samaritan came by and he reversed the question. If I do not stop to help this man, what will happen to him? And Jesus stabbed the lawyer in the heart with that story. There's a hero in that story, right? There's a hero in that story and it's the last person that the lawyer ever expected. The last person. It's not someone from his tribe. It's not a Jew. It's not the priest. It's not the Levite. You see, their actions were downright disgusting, right? No, the hero of the story is a, is a, he can't even say it, right? He can't even say who it is. The good what? Samaritan? He's not even a person, according to that lawyer. Can't even say uh, the word Samaritans. Those are, those are Jews who intermarried with other pagan nations and started to worship their gods. They're not pure like I am, right? Jews let the Samaritans know that, <laughs> Jews hated the Samaritans, Samaritans hated the Jews. We can think of parallels all over today's world, right? We don't, we don't struggle with that. Sure we do. Sunnis and Shiites and Republicans and Democrats, black and white, rich and poor. We know this story. And so at the end of the story, when Jesus asked him, who was the neighbor, the lawyer couldn't even say the word Samaritan. You notice that? He asked him, who's the, who's the one who, show, who showed him what a, ne- a real neighbor is? He said, the one who showed him mercy. Couldn't even, couldn't even bring himself to say it. That's the punchline of the story. <laughs> Samaritan. Samaritan? He's the one who showed mercy? Listen, are you the lawyer? Am I the lawyer? Do we know all the right answers but haven't got a clue on how to be merciful? Um, are we being one-upped by someone who's less than us, less than us? Is our attempt at mercy just shameful compared to uh, other people? Is our attempts at mercy shameful compared to the poor, someone who's not in our class, someone who's not in our race, whatever? That was the lawyer, and he couldn't even bring himself to say it. I'm gonna tell you something. The poor are a lot better at mercy than the rich are. The poor are so much better at this. You see, Jesus even told the story of a poor widow, right? 
I'm gonna put two little pennies in an offering box at the temple. Rich people are coming by and throwing in hundreds and thousands and whatever all else, taking their selfies and uh, making sure that everyone knows uh, here's what we've done. Um, and they give out of their abundance, right? They gave out of what benefited them for their taxes, uh, what let them get their picture on the front page of the paper and gave them a brick in the walkway leading up to the nonprofit. But she, the widow, out of her poverty, gave everything she had. Jesus says, I'm not a poor widow, um, but I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of poor widows. Um, You know, Paramore Ave, we have a lot of challenges. But I'll tell you one thing we've got. We will mercy you under the table. I'm the worst at mercy in my church. I'm the priest and the Levite for sure. But I have watched complete strangers, complete strangers, people who don't even know each other, give their last dime to each other. Say to the other person, well, I need this, but you need it more than me. Here you go, without a thought. They didn't go back and confer with, you know, counsel. Um, and you could say, oh, naive, uh, they should have better wisdom. Stop. That's not what the story's about. I've watched people with significant disabilities, significant issues in their own life, save their last bit of food. And by last bit, it's like half of what they had and said, I gotta go give this to somebody else that I know. Every time. Um, every time. Why? Why would you ever do something like that? Compassion. It's what the Samaritan had. It's the turning point of the whole story. He says the Samaritan had compassion. Compassion, you can try to describe it any way you want. I'm gonna tell you what it means. It means this. That could be me. That's what compassion is. Compassion is, I've been there before. That was me. When I was down and out, someone was merciful to me. Compassion is, I'm so moved because I see myself in that person. Compassion is a gut-wrenching pain when you see someone in need. Got mercy? Until you see yourself as the down and out, until I see myself as the down and out, someone who's in desperate need of mercy will never be able to give that mercy away. The lawyer was a man of God, right? He's a Jew. He knew these words. What does the Lord require of you? To do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly uh, with your God, but he was put to shame by his enemy, who was better at mercy than he was. You see, mercy knows no race, mercy knows no ethnicity, it knows no class, it knows no socioeconomic status, it knows no age, it knows no gender, it knows no neighborhood, it knows no enemy. There's no enemy when we are giving mercy. Mercy knows God. Mercy knows God. Mercy knows the God who gives mercy freely to sinners who sin mercilessly against him. Got mercy? You only give it because you've received it. Let me tell you a couple of practical things about this mercy thing. As you, th- as you think about that, as you think about receiving the mercy that God would give to you, what does it look like now to, to give it away? I just wanna give you three short, three short things um, about mercy. Mercy is messy, right? Mercy is messy. I mean, the Samaritan got blood on his hands. Messy. Um, it's messy because there's no one, two, three step process for helping someone in need. Every situation is different. Uh, that's what makes it messy. Listen, in our neighborhood, uh, we don't need mercy drive-bys. What I mean by that is uh, we don't need a large group of people and coming to help on a Saturday morning for a little while and then leaving. That would be like binding up the man's wounds on the side of the road and then leaving him there. Taking a selfie while you've done it, 
right? You see, that's the clean version uh, because then we can go about the rest of our day and uh, unaffected by the real issues at hand. Samaritan shows us it doesn't work like that. You see, it's messy because we've got to get in there and get our hands dirty and figure out what's going on in every situation. It takes a long time. It's confusing. You don't always know the right way forward, but you continue to extend mercy. Mercy is messy. Mercy is costly. Time and, and money, right? No, I mean, no doubt the Samaritan had somewhere to go on his way, right? He wasn't just headed to nowhere. He wasn't just looking for the next opportunity to extend mercy. He didn't have that uh, privilege. He was on his way, probably conducting some business, right? We know that because he had to pay to have a man care for him uh, while he was tending to his own business. This was an inconvenient stop, but apparently mercy helped the Samaritan make his decision. He took the time to bind up wounds, took the money to pour out oil and wine, took the time to walk beside this man as he rode his animal um, down to the inn, took the time to get him off the animal, lay him in a bed, keep watch over him all night. No doubt the Samaritan woke up the next morning tired and said, was that a good idea? But he did it um, because he was motivated by mercy. You could say, well, man, this is so inefficient, right? One man helping another man. We, We want Hundreds of people, right? That's how we do it. Um, one man just helping another man. I, w- I want to see something big. Um, taking, he took all his time and energy and money and he only helped one guy? I mean, come on. We want to fill some football stadiums with people we've helped, right? But you look around you as we do those types of things and unfortunately we have the same problems we've had. Well, here's your model for mercy. One at a time. Uh, one at a time. So mercy is costly. And finally, mercy has no measure. You see, you've never completed your mercy assignment. It's never happened. It's never done. You're never done giving mercy. Martin Luther King called the Samaritan's mercy on the Jericho Road a dangerous unselfishness. A dangerous unselfishness. unselfishness. Just the fact that he stopped shows us his mercy didn't have a cap on it. He didn't know what would become of him. Were the robbers still around? Was the man faking it? And you can call him naive, you can call him foolish, and Jesus calls him merciful. Jesus calls him merciful. The story slows down and tell about all that he did uh, for him. He was following not some guidebook on what mercy is, he was following the God of mercy. There's no guidebook on mercy. There is a God who gives us mercy. You see, the lawyer wanted to make mercy measurable. He wanted to be able to achieve mercy. I've done it, right? I've, I've finished it. Um... He wanted every situation to be written down in a book somewhere so that um, he could come, when he came up on a situation, he could look it up in his mercy book and, well, hey, this is how much mercy you should give in this situation. Um, He wanted to be able to base it on the circumstances. He wanted to base it on, well, how deserving is this guy, right? Um, Has he been in this situation before? Okay, you don't need to show him mercy again, right? We, We want that type of thing. We find out quickly why he was doing that, why the lawyer was doing that. What was his motive? To justify himself. Be able to say to himself, to others, to God, see, I did it. I did mercy. Um, It was as if he was putting money in his own mercy bank, giving a little bit, giving a little bit, um, so that one day someone might give him some mercy. Justice, that's what that is. You give a little, I'll give a little back. Don't be discouraged. Because listen, if if, if you're here uh, today, um, and, and, and all you've heard uh, is, is walking away feeling guilty, um, then you've missed the message. If, if you walk away saying, gosh, I just, 
Eric, that was just convicting. Um, now I need to go show mercy to every person I see. Then you miss the message. The message is you've got to get mercy from God first to give mercy to others. You see, if I struggle to give mercy, it's because I don't think I need it for myself. It's because I don't think God needed to give me much mercy in order to make me right. See, the gospel says don't try to justify yourself. You can't. The gospel says receive free justification from Jesus who bled mercy on the cross. Justifying yourself is to be crushed by the avalanche of a law that you can't fulfill. Love God with everything you've got. Love your neighbor as yourself. You can't do this. The gospel is freedom that comes from Jesus having already perfectly fulfilled that law. The gospel is the joy that we have now to fulfill that law through the living water of Jesus that flows through us. Have you got mercy? God has lavished on us a mercy that we don't deserve. My challenge to you today is to receive it. Know yourself as a desperately needy person uh, for the God of mercy to pour down on you um, his mercy and grace, and he'll do it every time. And once you've experienced that, you can go and do likewise. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, it'll be easy for us to feel guilty. It would be easy for us to feel ashamed. Um, Father, I pray first that we would feel that you have been merciful to us. Uh, that we, when we were your enemies, you called us friends because of the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus on the cross for us. That when his blood ran red for us, um, that you gave us mercy on the cross. God, would we receive that mercy? Would we know that we have nothing in us that deserves that mercy and yet you pour it out on us freely? God, would we get to the end of ourselves um, and find you there? Find a savior who loves us and welcomes us with open arms because we've said, I'm a sinner. I can't do what you've told me to do. Um, I need Jesus. I need the righteousness from Jesus. May that be our prayer um, today. And God, once we have that, uh, though, would you turn us around uh, to be merciful, uh, to be men and women um, who are filled with mercy, who are known um, as mercy givers. Make that um, who New City is. Thank you for the ways in which you have already brought that about. Um, God, there's much to celebrate, much to rejoice, and we thank you for that. Uh, continue to bring that about by your power, and it's in your name that we pray.